0: Welcome, dear listeners, to another thrilling episode of Reality Issues, where we dive deep into the unknown and seek the truth behind the mysterious. I'm your host, Kathy.
1: And I'm Brian, here to join Kathy in unraveling the enigma that is our world. Today, we have an action-packed show lined up for you, full of exciting topics and special audio surprises.
0: That's right, Brian. We'll be taking a deep dive into the captivating world of the X-Files, exploring some of the most mind-boggling cases and unearthing secrets you won't believe.
1: And if that's not enough, we'll also discuss my exclusive reports for TMZ, giving you an insider's look into some of the most intriguing stories of our time.
0: Plus, we have a special treat for you. We'll be sharing our experiences as we sit together under a porch during this beautiful rainfall, adding an extra layer of ambiance to today's episode.
1: Ah, yes, we can't forget to mention that our fellow host, Michelle, is on vacation, so it's just the two of us today. But don't worry, we've got you covered with a fantastic show that you won't want to miss, and she'll be back with us next time.
0: So buckle up and prepare to have your reality demystified as we embark on this exciting journey together. Let's get started.
2: Where the line between fact and fiction is blurred, where our understanding of reality is constantly challenged, and where the truth is often stranger than fiction, welcome to Reality Issues, the podcast that dives deep into the realm of reality television and its impact on our perceptions of the world around us. I'm Fox Mulder, or at least an AI voice model of David Duchovny portraying Fox Mulder, your guide on this fascinating journey. Joining me are your regular hosts, Kathy and Brian, who will be unraveling the mysteries and oddities of reality television, one episode at a time. It's been an entire year since reality issues first aired in March of 2022, and today, we're celebrating our 43rd episode. I, for one, have always been a firm believer in the motto, the truth is out there. But in the age of reality television, where does the truth truly lie? This week we're recording on Friday, March 17th, 2023. As we delve into the murky waters of reality TV, we'll explore the many ways in which it shapes our perception of the world and the people within it. Reality television is more than just entertainment. It's a lens through which we view ourselves and others, sometimes distorting the truth beyond recognition. Kathy and Brian will be discussing the latest happenings in the world of reality television examining the techniques used to create drama and intrigue, and probing the ethical dilemmas that lie beneath the surface of this ever-evolving medium. They'll be offering their unique insights, expert analysis, and engaging conversations that will leave you questioning the very nature of reality itself. Are you ready to challenge your assumptions and expand your understanding of the world we live in? Are you prepared to dive into the unknown, where the line between fact and fiction is not only blurred, but sometimes non-existent? If so, then join us on this extraordinary adventure, where the only certainty is that nothing is quite as it seems. So, buckle up, grab your favorite beverage, and settle in for an eye-opening exploration of the world of reality television. You might just discover that reality as we know it is only the tip of the iceberg. Welcome to Reality Issues. Episode number 43. Let's get started.
3: What a jerk.
4: Oh, I miss those guys. They're the best. Anyway, we've got a great show for you tonight. Rod Stewart is here, so stick around. We'll be right back.
1: GPT-4 takes what you prompt it with and just runs with it. From one perspective, it's a tool, a thing you can use to get useful tasks done in language. From another perspective, it's a system that can make dreams, thoughts, ideas flourish in text in front of
5: you. GPT-4 is incredibly advanced and sophisticated. It can take in and generate up to 25,000 words of text, around eight times more than ChatGPT. It understands images and can express logical ideas about them. For example, it can tell us that if the strings in this image were cut, the balloons would fly away.
2: This is the place where you just get turbocharged by these AIs. They're not perfect. They make mistakes. And so you really need to make sure that you know the work is being done to your level of expectation. But I think that it is fundamentally about amplifying what every person is able to do.
6: GPT-4 training finished last August, and everything that's been happening in the past few months up until we've released it has been a giant sprint to make it safer, more aligned, and also more useful. We have put in already a lot of internal guardrails around things like adversarial usage, unwanted content, and privacy concerns. And when we release a model, we know things are not done. We know we have to learn. We know we have to update. We know we have to keep improving all the systems around it to make it for society.
1: To me, the most compelling use cases of these technologies will come from starting with a real human need. The obvious one, where these systems have really incredible potential, is in education.
5: GPT-4 can teach a huge range of subjects. Imagine giving a fifth grader a personal math tutor with unlimited time and patience. It's a great tool to bring learning to everyone in a way that is personalized to their skill level.
1: GPT-4
7: brings the dream of having the most useful, helpful assistant to life. It's really about adding as much value to everyday life as possible. The partnership that OpenAI has with Microsoft is to shape this technology into something that's going to be useful
3: for the world. The power of AI, hopefully, is that it can help us be more productive, which ultimately leads to better quality of life the development of the
8: transistor, of the computer, of the internet, the semiconductor industry, all the programming languages, everything came together to produce AI technology. And while it is very limited, it is already easy to imagine what the impact of a successor many generations down the line will look like.
5: We think that jpt 4 will be the world's first experience with a highly capable and advanced AI system. So we really care about this model being useful to everyone not just the early adopters or people very close to technology so it is really important to us that as many people as possible participate so that we can learn more about how it can be helpful to everyone
3: hi there everyone it's nathan fielder here and welcome to the reality issues podcast a captivating audio adventure where your hosts kathy and brian Use the themes and messages of Reality TV to delve into our collective understanding of the world around us. Each week, join Kathy and Brian as they navigate the tumultuous terrain of unscripted television, exploring how these programs influence our perceptions of reality, society, and our very existence. From the razzle-dazzle of talent competitions to the cunning mind games of survival shows and the whirlwind of emotions in dating series, no reality stone will be left unturned. Together with Kathy and Brian, we'll ponder the big questions, such as, what can we learn about ourselves through the lens of reality TV? How do these shows mirror and mold our perspectives? And above all, how much of it all is actually real? So get ready to embark on this enthralling journey into the wild, unfiltered, an often peculiar realm of reality issues, where the borders between reality TV and the world we live in are meticulously examined.
0: We have moderate to severe plaque psoriasis.
9: Now, there's Sky Rizzy. Things are getting clearer. I feel free to bare my skin. Yeah, that's on me. Nothing in me go hand in hand. Nothing on my skin. That's my new place. Nothing
0: clear skin with Sky Rizzy. Three out of four people achieved 90% clear skin at four months. In another study, most people had 90% clear skin even at four years. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses.
10: serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower
5: ability to fight them may occur. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, had a vaccine or plan to.
0: Now's the time to ask your doctor about Skyrizi, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic. Learn how Abby could help you save.
11: So Alex Murdaugh is now in a South Carolina prison uh, starting his life sentence. He's not actually in the Prison where he's going to be no, long term transferred right uh, but already prison officials are taking some some special measures um, based on the infamy of this case and the crime itself killing your wife and your son yeah.
8: Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of precautions being taken at Kirkland. This is the facility that he's at. He's under We're told he's under constant surveillance. Whenever he leaves his cell, he has an escort with him. And this is all a result of that the case was very high profile. And he's emblematic of wealth and uh, infamy. And he's in, now in a facility. If you're in general population, some people may want to take him down a notch. He's one of those prisoners that you got to watch closely. Also, also, by the way, I would imagine
11: that he and or his family members may have put some of the people... In that prison. Well, no, no because he was, a, I think he was a civil lawyer. So well, he, he was.
8: No, well, but, they were actually on both sides of the law. There were prosecutors in this family and there were civil defense attorneys. Right. So he's right that it's just a small town that, that this legal, this lawyer
11: family had a lot of people. I, I hear you. I think the biggest thing here is he is going to a maximum security prison. That's where there are a lot of bad dudes. Well, that, and that's where he's going to go in about what, 45 days. No, that's sure what I'm saying. He's yeah. going to go to a maximum security. And there are a lot of people there where it just becomes like a badge of honor or something. So there's reason for it. It's going to be, well, yeah, when he gets to that present, right? he's going to have some serious, serious concerns. Right.
7: Brian from Florida here. Uh, I think the easiest comparison to draw in this case is probably to look at Jeffrey Dahmers. Uh, and although, you know, his case was, uh, he was sentenced to basically live behind bars for the rest of his life. Uh, in this case, the sentence was not death behind bars, and Alex Murdaugh, despite the ugliness of all his actions, does deserve the same justice that every other inmate of the carceral system deserves. That's
3: true. Okay, is next time of the
8: week. Yes, you're... <coughs> Ordinary
6: manure, right? But wait. Thanks to my agri-waste fuel conversion system, what was once manure is now a clean-burning fuel pellet. <coughs>
12: One pellet can heat a house for an entire winter. There's only one problem. Don't
6: don't want you to miss out on all this
11: money. We have a. (laughs) You say it, George.
13: (laughs) (laughs) Not on your life.
9: Featuring three.
8: Happy Easter,
14: Xbox.
6: In the world of conspiracy theorists, The X-Files is not just a television show, but a window into the real-world government cover-ups and conspiracies. They believe that the show was based on actual events and that the character of Fox Mulder was a real-life investigator who was on the trail of extraterrestrial life and government secrets.
0: We believe that the X-Files was a warning from insiders who wanted to expose the truth about the government's involvement with aliens.
1: There's so much evidence out there if you know where to look. We just need someone like you, Adam, to connect the dots and expose the truth.
6: As a documentarian, I'm always looking for new angles to explore the intersections of power and society, so I decided to take up their challenge and investigate whether there was any truth to their claims. What I found was a complex web of conspiracy theories, government documents and testimonies that suggest that The X-Files was more than just a television show. It was a coded message from insiders who wanted to expose the truth about extraterrestrial life and government cover-ups.
4: Then what can I say? How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? That will be all, Mr. Mulder. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer. Because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the
11: truth.
6: In Dreamland Parts 1 and 2, the character of Fox Mulder finds himself trapped in a body swap with a man named Morris Fletcher. As Mulder tries to navigate this strange new reality, he looks at himself in the mirror and sees not his own reflection, but that of Fletcher. This mirror scene is a powerful metaphor for Mulder's ongoing struggle with identity and self-perception. Throughout the X-Files series, Mulder has often been depicted as a lone crusader, driven by his relentless pursuit of truth in the face of overwhelming government conspiracies and cover-ups. But in this episode, Mulder is forced to confront the ways in which his sense of self has been shaped by external factors, from his government handlers to his own internal demons. He sees himself not as the solitary seeker of truth, but as someone who is caught up in a web of conflicting loyalties and motivations. He struggles to reconcile his personal desires with his professional obligations and to come to terms with the ways in which his identity has been shaped by external forces. As Mulder stares at his reflection in the mirror, he sees not just the face of Morris Fletcher, but the face of his own doubts and fears. He is forced to confront the ways in which his sense of self has been shaped by external factors and to grapple with the reality that he may not be the lone crusader he thought he was. What
15: are you doing?
16: The
6: mirror scene in Dreamland Parts 1 and 2 is a powerful moment that captures the complexity of Mulder's character and his ongoing struggle with identity and self-perception. It reminds us that our sense of self is never fixed and that we are constantly being shaped by the forces around us, whether we realize it or not.
3: Then he gets his job in the X-Files and suddenly it's like, hey buddy, let's hang out.
6: In March 2001, the X-Files spin-off series The Lone Gunman aired its pilot episode titled Pilot. The episode centred around a plot to fly a commercial airliner into the World Trade Center in a terrorist attack carried out by government insiders. At the time, the episode was seen as a far-fetched sci-fi fantasy, but just six months later, on September 11, 2001, the unthinkable became a reality. Terrorists hijacked commercial airliners and flew them into the World Trade Center, killing thousands of innocent people. The parallels between the lone gunman pilot episode and the events of 9-11 were eerie and disturbing. The show's creators had unwittingly predicted one of the most devastating acts of terrorism in modern history, and in doing so, had exposed the very real threats posed by government insiders and conspiracies. The Lone Gunman pilot episode is a powerful reminder of the power of popular culture to shape our understanding of the world around us. It presaged one of the most devastating acts of terrorism in modern history, and in doing so, helped to raise public awareness of the very real threats posed by government insiders and Conspiracies. As we continue to grapple with the legacy of 9 11, we must remember the lessons of the Lone Gunman pilot episode and remain vigilant in our pursuit of truth and justice.
17: They've encrypted the manual override commands. Well, decrypt them. I don't have enough power, in my CPUs are pegged. Langley, what's happening? I'll try decrypting in background mode. How long will that take? In my counts per sec, I estimate seven to ten days. Oh. Needless to say, our asses are fried.
15: Where are you going to unfry us?
8: All right, try cutting electrical power. I've thought of
13: that. i have thought of everything.
7: Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We're experiencing some uh, some technical
16: difficulties up here. At this time, we'd like you all to return to your seats.
13: kiss your asses goodbye.
16: Finally, we're getting close. I know, I know. Damn it! New York Center, this is Atlantic, National Flight 265 Heavy. We are declaring an emergency. We have 110 souls on board, 16,000 pounds of fuel, and no dangerous goods or cargo to report. <sighs> Come on, bro, Hickey.
9: The plans
13: have failed, haven't we? still hope. I hope my next train as nice as my last one.
16: Testimony. we can break this conspiracy wide open, bring Overlord down, the whole operation. Dan. what is it?
13: God, I see myself in you. The same youthful enthusiasm, idealism. I was so angry at you for so long because I didn't want you to waste your life tilting at windmills. But I, I see now that you've got something I never had. You're a brave man, John. You're not going to testify. You're going to let them cover this up. They almost killed me twice. They won't fail a third time. My silence will keep me alive. And you, I know you and your friends are fighting for the American dream. Just don't expect to win.
17: So we're going with this then? can't do it we don't have the proof and then we don't have a lead story for this week's issue yeah we do
16: well we certainly don't have proof for
17: that your pistol packing bearded lady has it remember yeah well turnabout's fair play
6: The X Files was more than just a television show. It was a cultural phenomenon that captured the imaginations of millions of people around the world. Its themes of government conspiracies, extraterrestrial life, and the search for truth resonated with audiences then and now. Through the character of Fox Mulder and the lone gunman, the show explored some of the most pressing cultural anxieties of the 1990s and 2000s. It presaged one of the most devastating acts of terrorism in modern history, raised awareness of government surveillance and secrecy, and inspired a generation to seek out the truth for themselves. In part two of this series, we will continue to explore the cultural impact of the X-Files, from its influence on popular culture to its role in shaping public perception of government power and manipulation. So, stay tuned for part two as we continue to investigate the X-Files and the ongoing quest for truth in our society.
9: i
11: Sir, I formally convey my presence.
5: How you doing? We are not used to physical contact greetings.
13: Oh, germs! Look, I don't know if you guys know him, but you're, uh,
12: You're out of toilet paper. Did you say toilet paper?
5: Oh, they used handfuls of wadded paper back in the (laughs) 20s.
4: I'm happy that you're happy, but the place where you're supposed to have the toilet paper, you got this little shelf with three seashells on it.
9: (laughs) He doesn't know how to use the three seashells.
15: I can see how that could be confusing. won't believe it. Is that you, Spartan? No. Zach?
13: Zach's lamb? <laughs> what happened to you?
17: <laughs> I got older. My God. I remember when you were a snot nosed rookie pilot. They finally grounded me. Shit. You're a damn good point. You two
4: credits the verbal
12: I'll be right back. They seem to be friends. Yet he speaks to him in the most profane manner.
5: Well, if you had read my study, you would know that this is how insecure heterosexual males used to bond.
15: I knew that.
13: Thanks a lot, you shit bro. So
17: John's You are fine. John's You are fine. John's You
4: are fine. You are fine. You are fine. You are You are fine. You You are fine. You You are
10: David DeCoveney. Yeah? The last time you saw each other, it was about 4 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. In a Canadian sugar factory refinery.
4: I thought that was private, but go ahead.
10: Okay. Where are we now?
4: Well, it's about 4.40 it in the It was It was cold. We're on the Fox lot. It's, it's balmy in Southern Is California it? weather. Yeah, it's I'm nice.
10: Freezing. How hard or easy was it to get back into Mulder this season? Season 11.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, as opposed to season ten, mm-hmm. where we we did those six, I think uh, this was a little. We had more time. I think it was a little easier. And I don't know how many years had passed before the last time we did the the six between,
10: between the, the between last the film end of the show. The, the, the the, other, I guess
4: the last film. Yeah, and was it eight years or so? And now it was just two years. So I don't know. I think we felt weird coming back.
10: Well, I felt that. weird too because my hair was the wrong color and the parting was wrong, which really threw me. And well, you're
4: way more concerned about your hair than I am, but it's true.
10: Mm. There's more of it to be concerned about.
4: There's more of your hair? Yeah. Well, it's, it's hidden. Hmm?
10: Oh, no, but even in a wig, yeah. it's longer than, this is riveting conversation.
4: Yeah. And how about you?
10: <laughs> Jillian, Jillian Anderson.
4: Anderson. At what point in the season did you, well, I, I wouldn't know how to put it, really, but... Um,
10: it get into character? I think maybe no. episode 10? No?
4: Let's say fine Scully that's, how, how, I, that's how i phrase it <laughs> that? that's how i would phrase it fine scully
10: fine scully uh-huh. uh I'll do a little
4: jiminy glick now
10: <laughs>
4: okay go ahead
10: i uh i think she went in and out i think i thought i found her and then i questioned whether I found her and mm-hmm. then I lost her for a while and then she came back and then I suddenly started to seriously ask the question about how to reconcile the old version of her with a with the, the new version not new version of me but an older version of me at this age what elements of her personality uh would actually still manifest in a mature woman because for a lot of her personality was quite What's the right word? Not immature, but you know, she rolled her eyes a lot and was kind of. Show me.
4: What do you mean by that? Because <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. Know, I'm not sure that I've ever seen Scully roll. Right?
10: Sure, you have. She. I mean, Somewhere Scully would like. constantly go like.
4: <gasps> really.
10: Yeah. Or.
4: I don't. I, oh, that. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That. That's, that. yeah, that's not really, yeah, that's a, di- that's a different thing.
10: Yeah, but having that attitude when you're talking about a severed something. Is maybe something you might do in your 20s, but not necessarily something that you do in your 40s.
4: I know that I have come to have greater respect for severed somethings as I've gotten older. And I would never roll my eyes at him, but I, I know what you're saying, oh, and okay. I feel the same way that you know Mulder's energy in the beginning of the run was of a young guy like tilting in windmills, you know, trying to fight the power and expose the truth and all that. I am determined to follow a lead that may result in the proof of the existence of extraterrestrial biological entities. He still has that as my age, but it's going to come out differently
10: and did you sit down and figure out how that would then come out as an older
4: no no just like an instinctual thing but Mm -hmm. sometimes the the lines would be more difficult to say because sometimes the writing didn't always reflect the change and that's by nature of serialized television it's the same character we do have certain things that we say
17: you start out a rebel but then you get fat and the next thing you know you're deep state do you know who I am? I'm Fox
4: Mulder. I was fighting the power and breaking conspiracies when you still thought the Warren Commission was a prog rock band, you punks. I'm Fox freaking Mulder. You're
10: fat. And right. So in this season, there's certainly more action than we're used to doing, and a lot of running. How did that feel? Does it feel effortless to you? I mean, you're a fit man for your age. Why, and, thank you. Um,
4: Why do you have to throw in for your age? You can just, <laughs> just you can say you're a fit man and just leave it at that. There's no reason to be ages.
10: Well, because the question is about age. The question is actually. No, you're making actually, it about age. No, it is actually about age. I have
4: the same question right here. And I'm going to look
10: at it. <laughs> It's about age. How old are you? I know for myself that it sucked. And every time I was asked to run, I kept thinking, I'm too old for this. They can't. We're, I'm too old for this. <laughs> I
4: felt, I felt more that way about just having to stay up past 9.30 p.m. <laughs> the actual running, not so bad. Mm-hmm. It's the starting and the stopping. is harder. Right. Mostly the starting, which mm-hmm. is really all they ever really shoot. <laughs> so, right. like, I would be cold and <laughs> it would be late and we wouldn't have been running. And all of a sudden we we're supposed to be running. Yeah. And it, the, the terrain is not that, you know, it's the woods or whatever. And I think, oh, Achilles, please just don't mm-hmm. go. It's just that first three steps, then I'm good. And it's the last three steps are tough again. So there's there's your answer. Starting Thank and stopping. You. It's Starting not as easy stopping. as they used to be.
10: There was one day I came to work and my calves weren't working. Do you remember that?
4: Yeah, that was odd. It
10: was odd. Age?
4: The calves go?
10: <laughs> <laughs> On that particular day because... One
4: day the calves just go.
10: No, it was just because I had done something that I'd never done before the day before probably to do with the show and running or squatting and by the grace of god never broken my ankle running on the series considering
4: it's amazing because i I even i don't wear the heels but i'll change into sneakers because i want a little better footing i'm gonna duck under here and kind of
10: and i'll just stay near you and follow you
4: i'm not gonna go there i don't please don't
10: i haven't worn out my ankles i got the
4: wrong shoes well
10: i've got four inch heels on so
4: I said to you, I don't know how many times, why don't you put on a pair of sneakers? Mm-hmm. There's no way they can see it. And you're like, I got it. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's impressive those calves have held out as long as they have.
10: Thank you, Mr. Duchovny. Okay, let's cup up and let's shoot and then we'll come around.
9: Action!
10: Have you ever been handcuffed running through the woods before? Maybe. Handcuffed to another human being running through the woods?
4: No. Okay. But that's the thing, like, you read it in the script, and it's kind of cool. Like, we're going to attack this guy together, we're going to knock him down, we're going to run out the door, then we're going to jump. Leap
10: over the side of the house.
4: But if you're actually handcuffed, just the slightest move is very painful Mm -hmm. and digs into your skin. Yes.
10: Now when I think of that scene, I feel the pain in my wrists. I'm ultimately a wimp.
4: No, I don't think so. Those cuffs hurt. They draw blood. They did. It's like when we were shooting the baseball thing and I had written this thing like we're gonna swing together you right, know and we're yeah. gonna hit this ball yeah. and I was thinking, Well we'll be able to hit it the way I can hit it, you know, and like 'cause I'll oh, be behind you, you and we'll hit it and so like just, just couldn't pull. get any force and it was like it reminded me of that. I was like this your is,
10: swing plus gully it just doesn't work. Grounder.
4: So so yeah, exactly. In Darren's episode, Mulder goes Sasquatch hunting in a ghillie suit, which doesn't seem romantic, although I think it is quite charming and romantic. But my question is, if not a Sasquatch hunter in a ghillie suit, what is Scully looking for <laughs> in, in a, a man? man or in Mulder? Like, is that the kind of behavior that would have uh, sent them into therapy in another uh, season? Or so does she kind of like that about her Mulder?
10: I think she likes it about her Mulder. Well, this is romantic. Isn't it? Even though she might roll her eyes, I think if it weren't there, I no, think she'd miss it. No, she would not roll her eyes. I think she'd miss it if he suddenly stopped squatching. Squatching. Squatchin'. That's better. Mm-hmm. And what about Mulder? Is there something about Scully that he'd miss if it weren't there? Or? Just,
4: uh, mostly the autopsies.
10: If you know? <laughs> she stopped doing autopsies? Yeah,
4: I think he'd miss it think he'd miss her, you know, snapping on the gloves and cutting organs out of out of dead bodies. I was like, hey, you remember we used to do that on a Friday night? It'd be like that. That's in focus. It's a close-up of the creature. Oh, mind you, I didn't say monster. And it wasn't a Sasquatch, but it was definitely an animal, man-sized and hairless.
10: Maybe it was a mangy
4: Sasquatch.
10: Uh. David Duchovny, we need to talk about William. Oh. What was it like to work with Miles for the first time?
4: I think Miles is very good. I mean, I think it's a it's an interesting character to play, a kid with these kinds of powers.
9: Mm.
4: I always thought that's the spin-off, you know, give mm. William his own show. Wouldn't that be the best thing the parents can do for a child, is give <laughs> them their own television
9: show?
10: <laughs> yeah, I think the fans would love that. These two seasons, 10 and 11, have been the first time that we have been engaging with our fans immediately and directly during the shooting of the series. Do you enjoy that? Is that something that you feel is a, a plus for your experience of working on the show? Or are you not that crazy about it?
4: I, I don't, I, it's not something that I really like doing, just because it tends to give me a self-consciousness or take me out of the process that I'm doing and into kind of thinking about it as a, product out in the world already. And, you know, or, I don't trust it. I don't trust the dynamic. Yeah. I realize that it's here to stay, or, and it's here, yeah. and I realize that it's powerful, and I realize that the fans have every right to as much as they can possibly get, mm. you know, that we have no show to do without them, and I respect them, and I love them, and I, I'm thankful. But in terms of, like, me as a working person and how I go about my job, it's not my favorite thing to do. Mm. How about you? How did you interact with your fans this year as opposed to other years? You didn't tweet much back in 93 as I recall. I don't remember you tweeting.
10: 93? Um- I'm not very good at it, and I don't remember to, but I've, I've got a girl in my life who reminds me that it's something that I might want to do. You were always
4: taking pictures and videos. reminds me.
10: I was. Yes, I took a lot of BTS stuff. I guess that there's an element of it that I enjoy when it suddenly occurs to me that there is something about somebody in this unique experience documenting. An element of the process is not going to be documented. And it goes out there immediately, and there's an immediate response of people who feel included in something that's important to
4: them. Do you know how stupid I am, or how innocent and naive I am? You would take a video, and I'd go, "Oh, cool," and, and then, not
10: realize that I was going to post it. Yeah, and
4: then you post it, and be like, "Oh, well, I should have taken a look at that one." You know? <laughs> well,
10: you, you never complained, so I thought you were okay with whatever. I am okay.
4: Was I, right. I'm, yep. you know, none of it was yes. terrible, but it was like yes. I never think to do it.
0: And action. Catch it
10: up. So you have a dog, named Brick, who has his own Twitter account. Mm. He sometimes seems more active on it than you are. Definitely. Does he have a special phone that he, how mm. does his paws, what, what happens there? Does he have a special computer he that did. has like paw size keys?
4: Well, he wants to sponsor a phone, you know, so that he gets, oh, he wants to get money to advertise. Oh, that's why so like he keeps
10: posting stuff, just, yeah. he's just, just he's
4: just raising his followers and his profile. Right.
10: How many order. followers does he have? Um, does he have more than you?
4: No, I don't think so. I think he's got like ten thousand followers. Yeah,
10: that's quite good for a, a dog. Mm-hmm. Do you want some ear protection, David?
4: It's close up on my head. Don't you think I see it in my ears?
16: Just throw it in there really deep, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Never> <laughs> really, <dream>.
10: really shove <laughs> him in there, Dave. What if we were both sucked into the belly of a spaceship, and then that was the end of the X Files? Wouldn't that be a great way to end? And it went. <gasps> No? You don't
4: know? I don't know. Yeah, no, I I see what you're doing. (laughs) What was your reaction to the last few pages of the finale?
10: My reaction was, wow.
4: Yeah, we didn't get the final pages till...
10: The final night. The night. The night, yes, indeed. Yeah, it was kind of difficult to figure out what my emotions both as Scully and my emotions as an actor were around that being the ending, given that it's such an open-ended ending. How do you feel about that?
4: I mean, there are ways to get to an ending. Mm. One is to kill people, and one is to birth them. <laughs> you know, it's like a new mm. beginning or an ending, so I mm. thought, well, interesting, and then especially with the revelation from the, uh, the first episode that CSM had a hand in William. I thought it was an interesting uh, addition. I think it's... Uh, surprisingly hopeful for our uh, show
9: mm-hmm.
4: you know so I think in that way it's kind of
10: cool don't you see Walter? it's over now it's over because of you
4: <gasps> see you on campus
10: goodbye Mr. Duchovny pleasure working
4: we'll be talking we will
17: Rated T for Teen.
15: Happy Valentine's Day to all of my Dance Central 3 fans out there. Grab a partner, but keep it on the dance floor.
16: Only on Connect for Xbox 360.
8: Exotic, who uh,
11: is also about to become single again uh, because of that divorce against
8: uh, with Dylan Passage is that close to being done and he will take back his former name by the way right so he will no longer have passage as his last name which he took but Dylan I mean the whole time I'm surprised that they're even still married at this point because right 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 after he was sent behind bars I mean Dylan was looking for publicity he actually came on the Hollywood Raw podcast talked to us for a while and you can tell that he was not interested in a relationship with Joe that was not his goal what was his goal? publicity he wanted press, and he got a lot of press after, you know, Tiger King came out and everyone knew his name. But you can tell that that was—he was, he, he was partying with all other guys. Well, you know, while Joe was behind bars. I, I gotta tell you something. I, I love jet skiing,
11: and this—God, I don't know. This was two years ago, and I think Joe had just gone into into prison. Maybe two years? No, it must have been a little more than two years ago. Maybe three years ago. And I was jet skiing and coming into the harbor. And I see this boat in front of me. And uh, it was like a yacht. And there were all these guys on this
8: yacht dancing. And I looked up and I thought, that guy looks familiar. And it was Dylan. Yeah. It was Dylan. He did did the interview with our podcast, On the Boat. Oh, you're kidding? No, I was like, bro, I can't hear you. There's like, like, winged in the background. Oh, that's so funny. I had no idea. It was very interesting. We asked him. Joe was a good lover. He didn't want to answer that one. God, you are just (laughs) we're just intrusive
7: hi there uh, brian from florida here i just want to say that i love the very fact that we can even have this kind of sense of humor about the story like joe exotic is one of the most unique characters in american culture and it goes to show the kind of person that he is and the unique character that he has that we can after everything he's been through still follow his
8: romances and with some joy even which is quite unique didn't he fall in love behind bars for a while there too yeah and he was gonna marry someone else I, he's got all sorts of things going on <laughs> I, he's also really sick by that, the way that's why i think he's such a wild fascinating character that people have gravitated to because it's a soap opera it is just, and it made
11: so many people famous and not carol baskin famous it made yeah, anyway uh we're taking a break when we come back okay? the entire american idol family uh absolutely devastated today to hear that Willie Spence, the runner-up last season, uh, last year on American Idol, has died. uh, Died in a car accident um, in Tennessee. He was from the area, he was from Douglas, Georgia, and had attended, I guess, a homecoming event, a college homecoming event over the weekend, was driving back home when he had this accident, but this was a man who was just 23 years old and had so much talent.
18: a favorite of American Idol you guys people loved his positivity his energy and even hours before this tragic accident happened he was singing on his Instagram I mean just such a recognizable amazing voice and I actually spoke to the family who of course are devastated by this tragedy he was only 23 years old had so much other things that he wanted to accomplish with his life um, but kind of like you said Charles I was told that he was uh, driving home from Tennessee to where he was living, Atlanta Um, and apparently it's the family's understanding that earlier that day he had a flat tire had gotten it fixed apparently Um, unclear if the tire is related to what happened but I guess later when he was on his way home um, he was driving and there was some kind of truck or semi truck that was parked on the right side of the road and Willie had veered off and crashed directly into the back of this truck and had passed you
11: know, away i mean obviously for his family an incredible tragedy uh, but he had so much talent as charlie was just saying there that the, everyone on american idol from the moment they met him the judges were so loud. i mean they immediately as soon as he was done singing stood up and said obviously you're going to hollywood um, and Katy perry had this conversation with him
5: When you think about your future, Mm
11: -hmm.
5: and you know the voice you have, because you know it stops people in their tracks, this is the magic you have. Mm -hmm. In five years, what do you want it to look like in your wildest dreams if nothing was standing in your way?
2: I just want my voice to reach the world
11: and just share my gift. Hopefully, winning a Grammy one day—that's where I see
10: myself in five years. You think you can do it? It's gonna take hard work, but I feel like I can do
11: it. Wow! I to know that that life has been ended so abruptly. And Ryan Seacrest spoke out about it today. I mean, this was, you know, it really is kind of a he was, I, I don't know if I can't remember who said it. he was the runner-up. Right. I mean, and the whole season, everyone just figured he was going to win. Um, ended up as the runner-up on that season. And, uh, it's really, really sad.
7: Yeah. Ryan, April, Florida here. I think my main takeaway really is that the uh, I can feel the energy in the newsroom there is, is I just went back and watched that clip myself, and it is it's palpable you can feel what they were feeling in the room and you can his emotion and his energy looms so large it's such a tragedy especially considering that at the end of the clip they talk about you know five years in the future where you see yourself and he'll never he never got to see that day it's it's horribly tragic yeah no that is is
11: the part that gets you is that you know katy perry talked about five years he didn't have fight. He had, And he had the voice that he, you know, like you said, it was going to take hard work, um, but it seemed like he was willing to do it and was on his way.
8: And was really, really
11: sad. Good and bad marketing decisions. Uh, in Germany, no less, KMC uh, is marking or has marked um, a very solemn day in Germany. It's called Kristallnacht. uh And it is basically the day that. The the Holocaust Holocaust. And 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 90 Jews were killed, Um, they looted and burned down Jewish-owned businesses, synagogues, synagogues, and it it, it is a very solemn day in history. So, if you're in Germany, imagine you look at your phone and there's a notification suddenly from KFC saying, come on down, it's Memorial Day for Kristallnacht. Treat yourself with more
8: tender cheese on your crispy chicken now at KFC. Look, it's a very solemn occasion, but what KFC says happened is they have push notifications that are automatically populated by holidays, and then they just push out this promotion, so on a holiday that's not such a somber occasion, this is fine. However, you've got to code these a little bit better. Well, yeah, whoever's programming their, their push notifications, there's a huge screw
11: up that it shouldn't just automatically, for every observance, just grab it and then send out. Yeah. How does it turn an observance into a holiday? I mean, that's
8: that's what I don't understand about this whole yeah. thing. Yeah, look, they retracted the whole thing. Although it's a little odd because the notification said it's Memorial Day. And that Memorial Day is usually memorializing something sort of tragic.
11: So it's acknowledging. It, yeah, sort of Again, right that there
9: that,
11: that holiday. What? They apologized. They took it. They took it back. But the notification went out, and um, I'm telling you it people yeah
8: <laughs> very very <laughs> important yeah <they're> very important <laughs>
11: very important
7: brian uh flora here i uh, if you <laughs> this is really a pretty incredible story if you look uh, uh kfc's excuse for uh why kristallnacht was used as uh the the uh <laughs> the push notification was because it was listed in an automated calendar system and supposedly sent this tweet out um, with all this information, or this notification, for a sale, even. A cheesy KFC sale. It's completely unbelievable as an excuse. I just don't know how, how it's even dependable. Yeah, I mean, look,
11: I, I hear you. Um, I, I hear you. I'm confused by it, too. you got to take them, to some extent, at face value. There is no way. Because they, they, they would, they would run, feel like lead. this is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it's so outside of you know anything that oh, i mean anything anyway. okay look we're taking a break yes so why don't we come back of- who have connections to queen elizabeth who are honoring her uh harry styles performing last night at Madison Square Garden. Obviously, had to take some time out to honor the queen, um, and here's how we chose to do it. From
10: my home, my name is some very sad news today,
17: the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. Please join me in a round of applause for seven minutes of service.
11: Uh, you know, that, that's to be expected. Uh, you know, as I'm thinking about it, going way back to the British invasion, so many musicians that are very prominent and successful musicians uh, who are united by, and who by united. the Queen. Yeah. yeah, one of them, uh, uh, Sir Elton John. He was performing in Toronto last night, and this is what he had to say about the Queen's the Queen's past. <laughs> Like you said, the musicians. I mean, you look at you know Paul McCartney and Mick Jagger, and you know it, 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 it's you don't immediately think, "Wow, they have a connection to music," but they really do. Yeah, I mean, they really connected the the whole Liverpool thing. Um, I think they also realized that they it's a way to get to the people, right? Right. If right. you want to get to the people, oh, you only want to see. like yeah, yeah. So,
7: Brian, Florida here. The main thing I have here is that a lot of celebrities want to automatically honor uh, the dead in the situation, which I mean, they have personal connections to them. That's completely fair. But uh, a lot of the confusion that's happening online around this is people don't understand what the vitriol is for. And really, it's because the British Empire, it, she represents the British Empire in many people's eyes. And that, of course, represents a lot of negative aspects uh, and a lot of uh, exploitation and enslavement throughout the world for hundreds of years now maybe today that isn't a direct uh something you can put right at her doorstep but her lack of speaking out against those issues certainly is the source of that vitriol and it's very surprising to me that people have been able to overlook all those pages in the history book and just automatically kind of Worship this person?
11: No, who I, is. I, I think you really made it. Is a very you, you, you stated it really well, and there is controversy. Um, we're we're going to get into a little bit. We're right, going right. to get into that a little bit later. Okay, but now we're taking a break. All right. When we come back, um, the NFL kicked off last night, and guess who was there to celebrate? O.J. Simpson. That's not odd. That we know O.J. watches NFL games. It's the reaction he got in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, just oh what, thirteen miles from, from the, the murder scene, scene of the murders. Yep. back to TMZ Live and Kris Jenner found herself on the hot seat. Now, I think we should say up front, she knew she was going to be on the hot she seat. She knew. Going in she knew this whole to thing. this appearance on Late Late Show with James Corden, that they, they were going to do this bitch. She so was, they hooked her up. Hooked her up to a lie detector test and then asked her a bunch of questions. Most of them just fun. But there was one question that everybody, I'm glad they asked her because it's something people talk about all the time. What was her involvement in Kim's sex tape? Did she strike the deal for Kim? A lot of people think that she actually helped Kim pull off that deal and obviously made them laugh. Because she's a master master business person. Right. Um, She's denied that. Said that she didn't have anything to do with it. There are reasons which we'll get into why that wasn't very believable. But here's what happened when she was asked on a lie detector. Are you ready for this next question?
6: I don't know. I'm going to show it to Kylie just to see her reaction. I'm sweating. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Here we go. Okay. (laughs) Did you help Kim release her sex tape? (laughs)
0: We cleared that up. did you? Did we? Did you? We cleared
7: it up. I don't know, guys, because if you remember a couple months ago, we broke a story because Ray J was making accusations that both Kim and Chris peddled the sex tape. But what we were told was that was Kim, Ray J, and their attorneys. Now, that doesn't mean maybe Kim had some conversations about it with Chris behind closed doors. But as far as signing the deal and distributing the tape with Vivid, what we were told is exactly what Chris just said.
11: Yeah, and I think he hit it. And look, we have sources. Back in the day when we did these, these stories with Vivid Entertainment, that they said they would never release the tape without getting the principals uh, to sign because if they do, they open up a lawsuit for profits, for invasion of privacy, for emotional distress, and they're not going to do that. So the probability of Kim having some involvement, although she didn't sue, um, but but she settled. But she settled. Right. Um, you know, the probability is that probably Chris was not at the table, right. but they didn't ask the following questions. They should have said, did you have discussions with Kim about it? Let's right. get an answer there. <laughs> Do you know if Kim signed on hey, the dotted line? There's only lane? so much she was <laughs> going to agree to, all right? Because let's be honest, this was all talked about. They didn't spring that on I'm sure. They talked about it before. Well, of course. Um, so she knew it was coming, but... You've got to remember, too, though, back then, Kris Jenner wasn't the
7: Kris Jenner she is now, too. So of course now it Correct. thinks impossible to think she wouldn't be at that negotiating
11: table, but back then things were still pretty fresh. You're right, but when I did that objectified episode with her and I asked her about it, she was telling me long before even, long before the reality show, she was really soaking up the business side of listening to Robert Kardashian and others. So. Uh, there was a germ at the very least there. So, But you're right. I mean, it, she was a different person then than now. But I wish James Corden would have asked a couple of follow-ups.
0: Kathy, Santa Fe, New Mexico. I don't think that, Kim, uh, that Chris had anything to do with leaking it. I do think she might have been savvy enough to help her daughter try to do some damage control.
11: It's so funny you say damage control because on a level, look, they say that that was very upsetting to them at all. And I get it. At the the same time, it launched her, the family. It totally launched the family. It just did. Uh, We're going to move on. Yes, uh, to a bachelorette contestant.
9: When you start with care, you get a different kind of bang.
12: We are just about set for the wrap-up of our two-game series between the Braves
17: and the Oakland A's here at Oakland Coliseum. Chip and Jeff, great to be with you. For Braves baseball, partner, we've worked together for a long time. I've known forever you are an Atlanta legend, but something I didn't know about you, and found out last night, you are a cult hero here in Oakland. How
8: in the world did that happen?
14: It's tough to do, but it's all <laughs> your fans, Jeff. But no, so I was part of the Kansas City Royals when we came here to Oakland, and the fans. There's not, you know, we've seen it last night. It's not packed here, but the fans that are here are loud. And so the right field crew just wore me out for a game and a half. Mm -hmm. I was sick of it, so I wrapped $200 in a baseball. And I went out in like the fourth, fifth inning and I sent it up in the stands and threw it up and said, beer, bacon, and uh, hot dogs on me. And next thing you know, they started going crazy for me. They were all pumped up, doing everything. So we come to the Wednesday day game and you know, they come to every game. That's the impressive thing. And then this happens right here. I hit a double in the right center gap. And you know, they were they were talking with me, giving me things, and I literally get to second base and look they are going crazy. Cliff Pennington and something like what in the heck going nuts? So we started this relationship. 2013 I come back out and I bought him a bunch of pizzas out there. We started this thing called Bacon Tuesday. They knew I loved bacon because we were talking about, so they made these t-shirts, did the whole thing. We had a rain delay, they all came over by the dugout. Got all these pictures, you can see the people in the dugout, so confused on our team, what the heck is going on? And then of course, it's section 149 they're at, and last night I got an opportunity to go out there and see everybody again. And this is just a great crew, I'm telling you, they love the Oakland A's and they love bacon. You can see they made a bunch of different stuff last night. Uh, you can see cinnamon roll bacon all this guy that's Will one of the main guys there I gave them uh, some money for some beers last night and here's a great pick and this kind of says look one of the guys has a little boy now uh, that's there but I mean these are huge fans and it was such a such a cool experience to be able to do something and then keep it going 10 to 11 years later I mean a lot of them reached out to me when this schedule came out to make sure I was coming out last night to Bacon Tuesday anybody who says they're on crazy That was a great feature. You had such
9: a great
12: time last night. As we're set for game two here on a sunny day in Oakland, California. This is Ken Waldachuk making his second big league
13: start facing the defending world champion Braves who won 10 to nine here last
16: night. Ronald Acuna Jr. leads off for the Braves. And we are underway.
0: 15,000 employees, I am pleased to say, welcome to EcomCon, the most technologically advanced yet socially conscious company on the Fortune 500.
17: Yeah, right.
0: In this state-of-the-art research and development center, we're taking the next step in computer processor evolution, and we're creating a new age of innovation and customer service.
17: How about a new age of invading your customers' privacy?
0: Sir, are you sure you're on the right tour?
17: Yeah, why don't you tell us about that Octium 4 chip you're developing?
0: Well, the um, Octium 4 is our latest high-speed processor. It's capable of 6.8 gigaflops. That's nearly 7 billion calculations per second.
17: I mean, tell us the truth. How the Octium is secretly designed to keep tabs on the users.
15: Patriot 1 to Patriot 2, we're in position.
17: It's got a tiny little modem embedded in each processor, see? So that it can upload your files onto the internet. And your credit history, and your tax bracket, and your social security number. All neatly packaged for these robber barons.
0: Sir, I don't know if this is the proper form. And another thing. Patriot 2.
15: Patriot 2. We're in position. Shut up
17: already. Uh... Are there peanuts in this?
12: And you're over.
16: Hang on tight. Bye. I don't have winch control. Our software's been hijacked.
14: Take it easy. Help's on the way.
12: What the hell is
9: this?
17: We're not gonna let this injustice stand. We gotta stop these corporate goons from doing to the American people what they did to us last night. Yeah, right. What's the matter, Barbs? The
16: matter is we don't have the proof. Without proof, we're nothing more than conspiracy mongers. Without proof, all we can do is cry wolf.
17: Don't take it personally, man. They strip-searched all of us.
16: Eleven years we've been putting out this paper. Think about it. Have we really made a difference? Is America a better place to live because of our efforts? This story would have garnered national attention. It would have forced EcomCon to halt the production of the Octium chip. It would have protected the civil liberties of millions of Americans. But without proof?
17: Well, we can still speculate, can't we? We'll call it editorial commentary.
16: For whom? Last week's issue had a circulation of 2,824 preaching to the converted.
17: The readership doesn't matter, man. It's the impact on the black ops that counts. They read it, too. The guys at the NSA and the CIA, they tremble every time we put out one of these babies.
16: You think the people at EcomCon are trembling?
15: Oh, well, they will if we get that chip back.
17: Like that's going to happen. EcomCon's already got the Justice Department searching for the dude that snaked it from us.
15: You know, only they're looking for a he. Are you sure that man with a beard was Eva Del Harlow? Trust me, no guy kisses like that. I mean, uh, I hear Harlow's a black hat a real heavy lifter
17: industrial espionage strictly for profit
16: Then she's probably already sold the chip to the highest bidder the Malaysians or the Japanese that
17: sucks we stole it what the hell are you
15: doing our operation was piggybacked. there's only one way Harlow could know our plans
16: you believe she breached our security
17: One, two, three, you bitch! That's twice today I've been violated. That's it, man. Total war. Salt the earth.
16: Lone gunman newspaper group. Byers speaking. Yes, I'm his son.
12: Bertram R. Byers. The R stood for Roosevelt, which is a name fit for a true believer if ever I heard one. A true believer. That was Bert in the 30-odd years that I was lucky enough to call him a friend. He never lost his faith in government, and its abiding power to do good, its muscular Christianity... brass here to make a spittoon. As a civilian employee in the Air Force, Bert jokingly described himself as a plotting bureaucrat. But he never lost his his love for aerospace, his chosen profession, his true love. Which is why today, in accordance with his wishes, we commend his ashes to that bold frontier that he loved so well. Godspeed, Bert.
16: Do the honors five, four, three, two, one.
3: Mission.
15: So you never met him? Byers and his old man hadn't spoken since 1989. The year we started publishing? The year Byers threw away a government pension to hang out with a couple of low life hippie scum. That's, that's what his old man thought. Frohicke, 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock what? One spine-chip-stealing little
17: cross-dresser. Ow! Whoa! What are you doing? You got soup.
15: leave the crack pipe at home. Hey, buddy. Nice service. Looks like your old man had a lot of friends in high places. Yeah, maybe we could plant bugs on a couple of them. Or maybe
17: now's
12: not the time. I'm about ready to get out of here. John, we met once years ago. I'm Ray Helm. I worked with your father. Oh, Mr. Helm, your eulogy was very nice. Thank you. I meant every word of it. I was hoping you and I could talk about him. I realize you hadn't seen each other in some time. I'm just not sure what there is to talk about. We could talk about how he died. According to the police, his car ran off the road. Like I said, we could talk about that. It happened here. Police rule it a single-car accident. There are no witnesses to it, but based on the lack of skid marks, their explanation was your father fell asleep at the wheel and ran off the road.
17: But you don't believe that.
12: You're not saying
16: my father killed himself. I'm saying he was murdered.
12: I don't know where Bert was headed. I don't know that it mattered. Just so he was driving a lonely stretch of road perfect place for an ambush. What proof do you have of this? Absolutely none, which is exactly the way these people would manage it. The people your father and I work for. Government? But why? Why my father? He was a company man. He was a good man. He had a conscience. Sometimes that's a problem in our line of work. Meaning what? Last time I spoke to him, he was upset about something he'd found out. He wouldn't tell me what. Hold up.
15: Something... uh, something's funky here. You're telling us the government is behind this? You're the government. If you're anything
12: like your father, I knew you'd want to know.
15: Hey, buddy, are you sure you want to do this? Besides, that government
17: guy said there wouldn't be any proof your dad was murdered.
16: was murdered, there'd have to be a reason for it. Mr. Helms said maybe he knew something. I want to see what's on his PC.
15: Whoa! Son of a bitch. Get this carpet's wet. Like it's been cleaned. Check it out.
17: Well, the good news is there's no annoying passwords to crack.
16: Uh, what's the bad news?
17: There's no nothing else either, only an operating system. Someone cleaned house. Erased everything and defragged this puppy.
16: Try a sector editor. See if you can find any recently deleted files.
17: E I N G O. Delete commands up the wazoo. Hey, wait, what about this one? Looks like a DOD file. Scenario 12D. Text file. I thought your old man died in a car crash
16: My father was dead long before the crash He was murdered here
14: Caprice. Yeah, we got it. You know,
15: I don't get it. You're saying somebody popped your father in his living room, then loaded him into his car and faked a car crash two miles away. Now, that's a hell of a trick. A dead man driving a car? He managed it somehow. There's got to be evidence in the car that the fire didn't destroy.
14: Your Bertram Byers. Uh, yeah. Date of birth, January 30, 1934. Viagra.
15: It's over, young. Back yonder?
9: Hey, stop! Hold up! Hey, wait! Shut it down! Stop! Shut it down! Hang on! Shut it down! Shut it down! Shut it down. Shut it down. Come on, shoot it down! Hey! It's young.
14: This gun! This was your caprice! Hope you didn't leave nothing in the glove box.
17: shooting have you seen Kimmy you want some try my smorgasbord hey never touch a man with a gun in his hand you're shooting Vikings now that's not very sporting. what do you want Langley I'm locked and loaded here I need some help circumventing DOD's online security code DOD what for Go put your daisy in somebody else's rifle, hippie. I gotta put some serious lead downrange. I'm talking about government-sanctioned murder here. What is this, another one of your wacko conspiracy theories? Like who shot JR? JFK. Whatever. My point being, you're wasting your life, man. A hacker of your caliber ought to be floating in a
16: Silicon Valley hot tub, sipping champers, and counting his IPO cashola.
17: chihuahua who's that fellow hacker her name's eve harlow like you better with a beard where's our chip
0: chip what chip
17: that octium four is rightfully ours give it the hell back
8: you've got an octium four
10: and what did you three stooges plan to do with the chip Give it to 60 Minutes.
0: Expose the truth in your silly little rag.
17: The American people have a right to know.
0: If you pimply pencil-necks, the only hope for the American people, God help us all.
17: Come on, Langley, let's go do some real hacking.
15: Find anything? Yeah, a new meaning for the term compact car. More. Talk about a needle in a haystack. If there is any evidence in this hunk of junk? We're going to be hard pressed to find it. We'll find it, <laughs> and then what Then you'll be happy. Not sure I understand the question. What's the best thing that could come out of this investigation as far as you're concerned? You find out that your father was going to blow the whistle on the government. You find out they killed him for it. What's your point? Oh, come on, Byers. We both know that you and your father didn't see eye to eye. You're hoping you'll find out was someone you could respect. But what if he wasn't?
16: My oh, father used to talk about JFK when I was a kid. Camelot. government as good as its people. An American dream. I don't know when or why he stopped believing in it, but those stories made me who I am. They made me believe in the promise of our country. Truth, justice, the American way. Someone has to expose those that would destroy that dream someone has to write the stories they don't want you to read. That's why I teamed up with you guys.
15: You're true believers. And I thought it was for the chick throw-off. Look, all I'm saying is I don't want you setting yourself up for disappointment. I'm saying make peace with your father in another way. What is it? we're in a uh,
17: piece of cake Oh, well, granny could hack this site okay where to next okay uh products and logistics no, no no wait 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 program analysis and evaluation we're looking for any reference to something called scenario 12d
15: we got it the proverbial smoking gun hey kimmy hey, slumming He's helping me hack it to the DOD mainframe.
17: Yeah, I only said yes to keep Blondie from getting his nads clipped. We ran into Eva Del Harlow at the shooting range. I didn't want to cause a scene, you know, your old man and all. So what do you got?
16: We found this in the engine compartment of my father's car. you notice that none of the circuits have factory identifier numbers.
17: And this copper zigzag
15: looks like uh, an integrated antenna
16: etched into the breadboard like a cell phone. We're thinking if
15: this received radio signals and was clipped to the car engine's control module, the speed of the car could be remotely controlled. All you need is a handheld radio controller to operate the car and make it look like a dead man was driving.
9: Mm-hmm. Yes, I am
16: the
17: king, numero uno, baby. Mm-mm.
16: Find something?
17: Yeah, I wound up in some government think tank's upload directory. Here's your scenarios,
15: ladies.
16: These look like counterterrorism scenarios, war games developed for the Defense Department.
15: What's scenario 12D?
17: Airline terrorism? That doesn't make sense. Your father was murdered over a war game? Download it. Uh-oh. Ixnay on the download day. What is it? Bogey. We've been spotted.
12: Sir, we've got an intruder. I'm tracing. They're running some real-time intrusion
17: detection. Somebody knows we're in. We should ditch. Keep downloading. These guys are murderers, buyers. Give it some thought, man.
12: I've isolated their bitstream DSL DC Metro truck.
16: Compromised their cookie. Stay with it. They're scanning our services. We're almost there. Keep going.
7: Come on board. Scanning for vitals.
12: I'm
16: failing. They're scanning our file system. Need that file. Here we go. Address data file. Oh God. They found a data file. They're gonna get our
17: address. They'll be busted through our door. Keep downloading.
16: we almost had it
15: we almost had our asses fried
16: my father died for that file
15: exactly use your head lost him sorry sir
12: i know who they are
15: What do you say we call it a night, Byers? Oh, it's too late for that. Ah, Sun just came up. Come on, Byers. I'll buy you a grand slam.
16: It just doesn't make sense. What doesn't make sense? The blood in my father's house.
15: Buddy, we've been through this. They shot him.
16: Why? Why go to the trouble of faking a car accident so perfectly so convincingly when you're starting with a body that's got a bullet hole in it
17: maybe your dad put up a fight maybe it wasn't his blood mm-hmm.
12: found something proof of what my father wasn't murdered but not for lack of trying i don't understand are you saying it was an accident we're saying he's not dead it starts with a bloodstain we found
16: in my father's house we've had it tested the blood wasn't his whose was it his would-be assassin a professional sent to make his death look like an accident The carpet in the living room had been freshly shampooed.
17: We assumed it was to get rid of the blood evidence. It was, the second time.
12: He shot himself? Some professional.
17: Hey, government contractor.
16: In the aftermath, Dad realized he was in danger. I imagine his first impulse was to run. then he started to piece together the larger plan. He found the remote control that the assassin had attached to his car. Someone was going to great lengths to fake his death in a car accident, to murder him without arousing suspicion. So he came up with his own plan. He knew whoever would go to such lengths would only stop if he were dead, so he made it look like he was.
12: But what reason did they have to kill your father? What were they trying to hide? Something called
17: Scenario 12D. We have to find Bert.
12: He can tell us everything we need to know.
17: We don't know where he is. We gotta find out what scenario
15: 12D is. That's why we need your help, as a government marketing month. We need your password to get past online security. What is it?
12: Overlord. Cool. Whatever I can do to help. Good.
16: I'll catch up with you later.
17: Why is he so bummed?
15: His dad's alive. Yeah, but he may never see him again.
13: Why can't you
16: stay out of this? Leave me buried. What is scenario 12D? We know it's a war game scenario, that it has to do with airline counterterrorism. Why is it important enough to kill for? Because it's no longer a game. But if some terrorist group wants to act out this scenario, why target you for assassination? Depends on who your terrorists are the men who conceived of it in the first place. You're saying our government plans to commit a terrorist act against a domestic airline? There you go. Indicting the entire government as usual. It's a
13: faction. A small faction. for what possible gain? The Cold War's over, John. But with no clear enemy to stockpile against, the arms market's flat. But bring down a fully loaded 727 into the middle of New York City, and you'll find a dozen tin-pot dictators all over the world just clamoring to take responsibility
16: and begging to be smart-bombed. I can't believe it. This is about increasing arms sales. Mm -hmm. When? Tonight. How are you going to stop them? Why didn't you tell
13: the world this? Go to the press. You think I'd still be drawing breath 30 minutes after I made that call? The press? Who's gonna run this story? We would. This? birdcage liner. Wild-eyed crap right up there with Elvis as an alien and two-headed babies. Obviously read it. Don't be so damn naive. You think this is going to save the world? I'm doing what I can, John. I don't have all the specifics on scenario 12D, but I think I know the flight they've chosen. You stay out of it. I don't want Overlord gunning for you, too.
17: Feeling better? We're on the job here, Byers. I think we're making some real headway. Hey, buddy,
16: are you okay? I just saw my father. Where? At his house. He's there now. What did he say? After he hit me, he told me to stay away from him, not to get involved. I got to get over there. Mr. Helm, be careful. He doesn't trust you either. He thinks you were somehow involved in the attempt on his life.
17: What the hell are you doing? What if Helms is involved? What if he's using us to get to your father? You might have ratted out on your dad.
16: That was their plan. Put the son in danger, and you flush the father out of hiding. We had a couple of portable hydrocarbon sniffers. Where are they? What? Fires somebody get that? Let him in before somebody sees him.
9: Oh, yeah.
17: Congrats on not being dead.
13: Oh, the day is young.
15: Byers, you want to clue us in? We got a plane to catch.
13: The FBI deal with this. You said yourself, we don't know the
16: full extent of this conspiracy. We can't trust any government official. Our only hope is to get on that plane.
13: Tools clear if this thing can be trusted. What would you do, make it with your erector set? You're absolutely sure that this is the targeted flight? This flight was chosen primarily for its visibility. It's scheduled to pass
16: over Manhattan on its way to Boston. You said they intend to bring this down in the middle of New York City? What if there is no bomb? Well, how are they gonna bring it down? The same way a dead man can drive a car. What, what do, do you mean, mean no bob? bob? Langley? I need you to
15: hack into the aircraft's onboard navigation system. We need to know where we're headed. Okay, going to headsets. I'll clone the airphone's carrier. Make them think we're sending a ground air fax. That's one twisted Star sixty nine. I'll just get ready to ride the wave, you boy. Just get
17: me on that plane, and I'll get you autopilot access. How are you going to do that? Airline telemetry systems use processors
15: similar to those found in CB radios. I'm in. We got ourselves a convoy your progress
17: i've hacked into the flight control system
15: output with that little bit of help it's what the brains of the plane is telling the little black box course heading attitude hold yaw axis stabilization what 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 the heck's that is that what it looks like i think it is what it looks like but there's what looks like modem
17: protocol remote access somebody on the ground's flying your plane bogey sir
15: keep your course our flight plan. I'm mapping the data now. Buyers, your flight's going to make an unscheduled stop in exactly 22 minutes corner of Liberty and Washington, lower Manhattan. World Trade Center.
16: I'm going to crash the plane into the World Trade Center. I'll tell the flight crew. Landly, can you override the flight control system? I'm working on it.
13: What is this? My name is Bert Byers. I work for the government. I believe this plane has been commandeered. Sir, our passengers are not allowed in the
8: cockpit. I need you to return to your seat now.
13: You don't have control of this plane, and I don't know if we can get it back. Turn off your autopilot. There may be a chance that we can override it. Now, sir, I'll be happy
16: to contact your superiors in the government to confirm. Oh.
15: Sir, oh, damn it!
16: He's right.
17: Frozen again. They've encrypted the manual override commands. Well, decrypt them. I don't have enough power. My CPUs are pegged. Langley, what's happening? I'll try decrypting in background mode. Now, how long will that take? In my counts per sec, I estimate seven to ten days. Oh. Needless to say, our asses are fried.
15: Where are you going? To unfry us. Chip, Eve.
0: Melvin, I knew you'd come begging sooner or later.
15: Lay off the Melvin crap. I need some serious gigaflops and I need them now.
0: What I hear, some guy with a beard took that chip.
15: Those were a woman's lips I kissed.
0: Like you ever kissed a gal before?
15: I don't have time for this.
0: You gonna take it away from me?
15: Give us the chip, Eve, or you'll be sacrificing the lives of hundreds of people, including Bars and his father.
0: I'm crying.
15: Yeah, you're one real tough cookie. How much you can enjoy spending the millions you make selling that ship when you realize it's been paid for in blood.
0: I guess you don't know me.
15: Well, oh, maybe I do, Lee Harvey Oswald. Your name, Eva Del Harlow, is an anagram of Lee Harvey Oswald. Some joke. I know who you really are, sugar. And I can tell the world in my silly little rag. Right, try
13: cutting electrical power I've thought of that I've thought of everything
8: ladies and gentlemen this is captain speaking we're
16: experiencing some, uh, some technical difficulties up here at this time we'd like you all to return to your seats
13: and kiss your asses goodbye
16: anyway, we're getting close I know I know new york center this is atlantic national flight 265 heavy we are declaring an emergency we have 110 souls on board 16,000 pounds of fuel and no dangerous
12: goods or cargo to report come on pro hickey your have failed haven't they
16: There's
13: still hope I hope my next turn was as nice as my last one
16: manual override. testimony, we can break this conspiracy wide open, bring Overlord down, the whole operation. Dan,
13: what is it? God, I see myself in you. The same youthful enthusiasm, idealism. I was so angry at you for so long. I didn't want you to waste your life tilting at windmills. But I see now that you've got something I never had.
16: You're a brave man, John. You're not going to testify. You're going to let them cover this up.
13: They almost killed me twice. They won't fail a third time. My silence will keep me alive. And you, I know you and your friends are fighting for the American dream, just don't expect to win.
17: So we're going with this then? can't do it. We don't have the proof. And then we don't have a lead story for
15: this week's issue. Yeah, we do.
16: Well, we certainly don't have proof for that.
17: Your pistol-packing bearded lady has it, remember?
15: Yeah. Well, turnabout's fair play.
17: How the hell'd you get that?
15: Hey, once you have a little taster for a wiki? Okay, I grabbed it. I ran.
16: got a story to write.
0: Well, that's a wrap on another fascinating episode of reality issues as always we're so grateful to have you with us on this journey of demystifying the strange and unknown we covered quite a bit today didn't we brian
1: we certainly did kathy from exploring the mysteries of the x-files to discussing the intriguing reports i've done for tmz it's been an action-packed episode plus we can't forget about enjoying this lovely rain under a porch together
0: that's right And let's not forget to mention our fellow host, Michelle, who's currently on vacation. We miss you, Michelle, and we're looking forward to having you back with us soon.
1: Absolutely. To all our listeners, we just want to say how much we appreciate your support and engagement. You make our podcast what it is, and we couldn't do it without you.
0: So until next time, stay curious, keep exploring, and know that you are loved and appreciated. This is Kathy and Brian signing Signing off from from Reality reality Issues 0043. 0043.
9: Do it, do it, do it, do, it do it do it do, do it, it, do it, do it, do it now. Say it, say it, say say, it, it, say it, say, it, say, it, say, it, say, it, say it, say it now. <vaccines>